Hello friends. Today's food for thought is on freedom. Most of us want to experience true freedom, but we don't know how to do that or maybe even what that means. And that's why I'm talking about that today. This is part one of a two-part talk. The first part is on freedom from. What do we need to be free from? And then the second part will address freedom for. If I have this freedom, what does it allow me to do? That's where we're going. In the Gospel of John, Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. And the Jews that he's talking to get offended. They say, hey, we're not slaves. We've never been slaves. And Jesus responds, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits a sin is a slave to sin. So that's where freedom starts is to say, where am I not free? What is it that's keeping me from that freedom? We can be slaves to many things. I'm going to address four of them today. Sin, rules, fears, and lies. So we'll start with sin. Paul wrote in Romans, I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do. I think most of us can relate to that in some way or another. We can be slaves to any number of sins and it's not that we want to do these things. We sometimes fight real hard to avoid sin, to stop sinning, to, to end those sinful habits, but it's not an easy thing. So what are those kinds of sins that we might be addicted to? Well, one is addictions in itself. So an addiction that we most know is to substances, such to alcohol or drugs or something like that. But we could be addicted to exercise. We can be addicted to work. We can be addicted to a particular hobby or diversion. <clears throat> For example, I like to play games on my phone. And I can spend a lot of time playing games on my phone. So that may not seem like a harmful addiction, but if it's something that keeps me away from my time with God, then it's not a healthy thing for me spiritually. I could be a slave to my own selfishness, taking care of my own needs and wants, being kind of like a two-year-old pitching a fit that I don't get my own way. And that is a form of sin, that selfishness. I can struggle with the sin of a critical nature, what I mean by that is this habit of criticizing other people. Now, maybe there are people that you know that whenever you get together with them, it seems you're always complaining about somebody or something. That's a critical nature. Usually those times of complaining aren't really fruitful. There's nothing good that comes out of them. It's just kind of venting. And that is a form of sin as well. I could also be a slave to immorality. So doing things that I know are against the commandments that God has laid down for us. And those commandments are not rules that are there to keep us in line, so to speak, but they're there because God loves us. And he knows that if we follow those commandments, that we're going to be happier. It, it's going to be better for us. So when we live an immoral life, then we are not free to be the person that God created us to be. So those are some of the ways that we can be slave to sin. What about that second area of slavery, which is to the rules? So you think about the Pharisees in Scripture. They love the rules. 
More than they loved God, it seemed, or more than they loved their brothers and sisters. They were so focused on the rules that they became the church police. And I think we can do that too, where we look around at church and we say, well, they shouldn't be dressed like that. Or what are they doing in their personal life that they think they're a Christian? So we start to judge other people by these rules that have been set down. Now, we can do the opposite. Instead of judging other people, we can judge ourselves and we can say, um, I've got to keep all the rules because if I don't follow all these rules, then God's not going to love me. And that's a lie. So we can get caught up in the rules, either focusing on how well other people are following the rules or how we ourselves are following the rules. That means that the rules become the be-all and end-all instead of love. But Jesus was all about love. And so I have to focus on, I'm doing this, following this particular rule, out of love. So that's an area of slavery. A third area of slavery is through our fears. These are fears that lead us away from God. There are good fears, like fear of being in a fire when something explodes, but there are also fears that keep us from doing what God has called us to do, from living our vocation. So fears like uh, fear of death. We know that's a real fear that lots of people have experienced because we see it in our world today in the last couple of years with COVID that death just seemed to be hanging over us and people change so much of their behavior in an ugly way because of this fear of death. And so that's one of the things that we want to recognize if it's driving behavior that's not healthy for us. We can fear rejection. Maybe I'll be afraid that I'll be rejected if I do or say something. Maybe I I want to speak about my faith, but I don't know how that person's going to respond to it, so I'll just keep my mouth shut. See, that's holding back on who I truly am in terms of who God's created me to be. And so I have to ask, am I wanting to please God or to please men? And in chapter 12 of the Gospel of John, Jesus said they love the praise of men over praise of God. And he wasn't saying that as a compliment. So if I fear rejection, I'm enslaved to that fear. I can fear the loss of my stuff, fear of loss of treasures. I'm reminded of the story of the rich young man who comes to Jesus and says, what do I need to do to be saved? And he tells him, well, you need to follow these commandments. And the guy says, yeah, I've done all that. And he says, yeah, well, there's one more thing. You have to give away all your stuff and then come follow me. And the rich young man went away sad. He had a lot of stuff. So he feared the loss of his treasures. Or we can fear failure. You know, I play it safe, so I don't have to worry about failing. But that leads to mediocrity because God doesn't call me to be mediocre. He calls me to be great. And I have to take a risk in order to do that. So fears can be a form of slavery. The fourth source of slavery is lies. The enemy wants us to believe the lies that he gives us about ourselves, the lies about God, and the lies about other people. So the lies about ourselves are things like, um, I'm too much this or I'm too little that. I, there's something wrong with me. In other words, God made a mistake. 
That's a lie. Um, we might believe that we're not lovable or, we're, or that we're worthless, and those are all lies. What about the lies that he might tell us about other people? He can say that, oh, these people don't like you or don't love you or they're out to get you. That may not be true. He can feed us lies about God, that God doesn't love me, that God isn't good and caring and sacrificing and merciful and all those wonderful things about God. So those are all lies that I can be a slave to, which keep me from living this full life of freedom with God. So those are the four areas of slavery, slavery to sin, rules, fears, and lies. And whatever we're enslaved to, it's an obstacle to growing in faith, hope, and love. So with that as a a starting point, there are two questions that I'm going to suggest that you take into your prayer time. The first question is, what have you been freed from through your faith in Jesus? So think about that. There are ways, as if you've made spiritual progress, you have become free in certain aspects of your life. What are those ways? And then praise God for that, because that's a really wonderful thing. Question number two, what do you still need to be freed from? I know that fears for me, that's the biggest area of slavery that I have to deal with. And so what I'm doing now is every night when I do my examine, I think through the day about the times when fears seem to drive my behavior, either that I, I held back or something like that. And after 30 days, I'm reviewing this to see what are the patterns, what are the fears that are really causing me the most problem and keeping me from being fully free. So that's a way that I'm addressing that question. What do you still need to be freed from? Lots of food for thought for you there. And so I say watch for part two of this podcast where I'll talk about what we do with the freedom that we have. Thank you for listening and may God bless you in just the way you need today.